Coming up on this episode of Here is an Idea. Yeah, I think the idea of recycling is going to be critical for a few reasons as uh, electric vehicle deployment grows. One is, you know, there's a projected shortage of materials. So how do you help bring another source of raw materials back into the supply chain? But more importantly to the question is that by recycling, you're able to reduce the footprint. So water or carbon footprint of the materials. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Here is an Idea. I'm Chitra Sethi, Editorial Director at SAE Media Group. According to the International Energy Agency, there could be 145 million electric vehicles on the road by 2030. With the growing interest in electric vehicles globally, the demand for lithium ion is also skyrocketing. The lithium-ion battery packs that are fueling the EV revolution contain valuable materials that can be recovered and reused. However, very little recycling goes on today. But things are starting to change. Battery and car manufacturers are looking at ways to recycle and repurpose. There are also many startups commercializing new battery recycling technology. One such startup is the Canadian company Lifecycle that's on a mission to leverage its technologies to provide an end-of-life solution for lithium-ion batteries while creating a secondary supply of critical battery materials. Today, we will be speaking with Kunal Falfer, Chief Strategy Officer at Lifecycle, about the company's Spoken Hub model and what's next in battery recycling. Hi, Kunal. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Chitra. Thanks for having me. What does a supply chain of lithium-ion batteries materials typically look like? You know, the materials going into our batteries today are going around the world multiple times before we're actually using them. The supply chain of lithium-ion batteries and battery materials is really global in nature. These materials starting at the beginning of the process are mined in North America, South America, Africa, etc. And a lot of those raw materials are then processed or upgraded in the Far East, so China, Korea, Japan. So as you see, it's a very complex and, and uh, involves a lot of movement of material across the globe. And now as we produce the batteries more and more in the Western world, North America and Europe, we're starting to use these to produce products such as electric vehicles. I see. So what are the current methods being used to recycle lithium-ion batteries? We were found in 2016 and our findings back then versus now, if we look at a global level, have shifted a little bit, but not too far off. Use some sort of thermal process, high temperature process that will allow you to recover specific materials like nickel and cobalt, but comes with some downside of not being able to recover other materials like the lithium. That's where the opportunity for Lifecycle was identified in how can we improve the recoveries that can improve the economics, but also the sustainability around recycling lithium-ion batteries. And that's why we've chosen to go down the path of a more mechanical, low-temperature process followed by a water-based process that helps us achieve higher recovery rates. And so if we talk about current, there's more and more groups going down this path from whether it's pilot scale or now entering into commercial scale like ourselves to recycle lithium-ion batteries. So looking back a little bit, why has it been so difficult to recycle batteries? Why haven't we been able to do that effectively in the past? Yeah, I think the main driver there, and if we look even 
back the same five-year period I was mentioning, and you look at 2016, there wasn't as much of a need. There wasn't much of a demand because we were just at the early stages of electric vehicles. Of course, we used lithium-ion batteries in our daily lives and our phones already, laptops, but from a pure weight, tonnage, value of material available through recycling, uh, not a lot of, I guess, investment and attention was paid to this. There were ways of recycling batteries that were okay. They did the job and they were leveraging existing infrastructure or assets. So really existing capacity used in mining and refining of new materials were being used also to uh, recover, for example, nickel and cobalt from whatever batteries are available. But now when you look now, the opportunity is that much greater. Electrification is, I would say, accelerated. And we're starting to see real deployment of EVs, which will result in a greater need of uh, recycling in the future. And speaking of life cycle, how is the technology different? And can you explain the Spoken Hub model in simple terms? The Spoken Hub process is really built around helping to solve some of the challenges in the industry. One is that having a very centralized recycling facility can result in a lot of costs for the customer and paying for the logistics of moving those batteries to the facility. So when we talk about the Spoken Hub, we've decoupled the process such that the spoke is a front-end first step of the process that we can deploy closer to where batteries or battery waste is generated, including manufacturing sites. And what the spoke does is really a mechanical process to shred and then separate certain materials into intermediate products as a first phase of the recycling. The hub then is really the large-scale, basically, refinery to produce battery-grade materials, so high-purity products that can go back into batteries and feeds off the spokes. So some of that intermediate material comes to a centralized hub, which then creates better economics of being a certain scale and produces the material that we can send back into the supply chain. The battery in your electric vehicle has reached the end of life. What happens next exactly to bring that battery back? Yeah, so the way we operate and work with various automotive companies is that right now, a lot of the batteries are in warranty, but even to a certain extent outside of the warranty, the automotive groups will help you dispose or change out your battery, get a new battery. And so they then have this used battery. So the way our process and services work are we will work with that automotive company to help ensure that battery is packaged correctly and then picked up by a logistics company to bring to wherever the nearest spoke is. So the consumer, I guess, is a little bit blind to the process. It's really about a relationship between recyclers like ourselves and the automotive company. In just six years, Lifecycle has grown from an idea to a commercially operating company. What were some of the speed bumps on the way? Like any high growth company, you run into challenges finding the right partners and, and right capital, both human and dollar capital, to keep up with the pace at which you want to grow. You know, like any new technology, there was many iterations, pivots to ensure we're able to achieve you know, the highest recovery rates and, and hit our economic targets. You know, really natural speed bumps along the way of, of any growth company trying to move at a fast pace in a new industry. Great. So what's next for Lifecycle? And do you think such efforts can solve the current sustainability issues associated with electric vehicles? 
Yeah, I think the idea of recycling is going to be critical for a few reasons as uh, electric vehicle deployment grows. One is, you know, there's a projected shortage of materials. So how do you help bring another source of raw materials back into the supply chain? But more importantly to the question is that by recycling, you're able to reduce the footprint, so water or carbon footprint of the materials. And I think when you talk about sustainability issues around electric vehicles, the negative press sometimes that's out there is, oh, you know, the manufacturing process of EVs may have a higher CO2 impact than ICE vehicles. And that's often or is attributed to the battery production itself, which inherently a lot of that, that impact on the, the earth or, or our environment is from the raw material extraction. So recycling or circular economy is, is really helping to solve that one aspect, which is a major, I guess, contributor to the overall impact of making the EV vehicles. Well, thank you so much, Kunal, for being with us on Here's an Idea. Yeah, thank you for uh, having and enjoyed our conversation. If you would like to learn more, join the 2022 Battery and Electrification Summit to be held from April 26 to 27. Registration is open at www.techbrief.com slash BET Summit. If you like this episode, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you have a question for Kunal or any comments about the episode, please email us at feedback at saemediagroup.com. Thank you for listening.